Welcome in. It is April 16th, 2021, and uh, it's Friday. It's Friday, Andy, so that's nice. Uh, Friday's a great day because we get all... It's new TV show day, Andy. We got Mighty it Ducks. It is new TV show day. We got Invincible. We got Falcon Winter Soldier, which was fantastic, and we will uh, have that our review of that. all those coming out Monday. Um, and then something else comes out today, too, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, Mythic Quest came out. Oh! That's special. Hell yeah. I'm going to watch that. I'm watching the whole series over because they're only 28 minutes. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go watch the whole season again before I watch it. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. And then idea. season two is in two weeks? That's, two or three weeks. Yeah, it's like the first yeah. week in May. First yeah. Friday in May, I think. Yeah, something like that. So that's all. That's exciting stuff. It's very exciting stuff. Yeah. I'm very excited. So, uh, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's get right into the news because then we can go back and watch more TV. Uh, the first thing is the Fast and Furious Nine trailer came out. It yeah, looks did it ever. so terrible, and I can't wait to go see it. <laughs> it's 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 awful. It's yeah. awful. I mean, this is this is what I keep telling everyone. This is exactly how I feel about Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, you give me thirty minutes of them just beating the living crap out of each other. I'm good. <laughs> I am excited, and I'm going to pay twice. <laughs> and uh, Fast Nine, yeah, it looks so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I already saw like nine physics and possibilities just during the trailer yeah uh and i haven't even like dug into it yet and the magnet tr- the magnet car the, the magnet cars made that the flying space shuttle that yeah. they're in at the end apparently yeah well, uh, for, for reasons the fact know. that john cena is brothers with vin diesel <laughs> <laughs> genetically makes no sense yeah that's so stupid uh, yeah <laughs> it's, uh, but you know what? I want to see John Cena and Vin Diesel fight. It looks like D- Vin Diesel put on uh, he 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 put some muscle back on, and uh, yeah, I want to see those two fight. Oh my god, and the fights look so stupid. Uh, I mean, we might as well see Vin Diesel fight Tom Cruise at this point because they're both sixty. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, they are both old. I wonder how old. I got I got to look and see how old uh, Vin Diesel really is. But I think he's really like he didn't he just he's like he's fifty. Fifty. Yeah, I think he is. Good for him for being that, to be that big when you're 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, uh, and I'll double check. But, he, uh, all right, I'm, he was I'm, born July 18th, 1963. He's 53. He's about to be 54. Good yeah. Lord, he's 54? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good God, for him. Goodness gracious. Yeah, good for that guy. That's incredible. Yeah, and yeah. Han, Han is back. Han is back. Yeah. yeah. How? I don't know. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we saw him get double tapped and blow up, yeah. but he's back. <laughs> it's, but you know what? That's what the Fast and Furious do is, uh, we like this. Well, we kind of kill this guy. We like this. Okay, okay, okay. We'll bring him back. <laughs> How are you going to do yeah. that? Just shut up. We're bringing him back. All right. Stop letting Vin Diesel in the writer's room. <laughs> Everyone's too afraid to tell him no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, he, yeah, Han Solo. I mean, yeah. that's not... <laughs> forget to call him Han Solo. Yeah, that's true. That is that's his, his name. name. His name is Han Solo. Oh, that's right. Jesus H. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. It's, so, uh, yeah, that was that was as wonderful as I expected and as terrible as I expected. <clears throat> and we got yet another wonderful Tyrese line. Yeah, oh my God. I, we were talking about this before we started recording. It was I feel bad for Tyrese because they give him the stupidest lines in the entire that movie. Whack. But yeah, he is. He's basically <laughs> like Blake Blake. Like that's his entire purpose is to be in in a in a, in a series that has I like it. 
a broad spectrum of people of color, it, it, somehow he still got stuck as like that token black guy, they, which makes no <laughs> sense. This is Mission Imprickin' Sanity. Yeah. <laughs> Forget Mission Apostle. This is Mission Imprickin' Sanity. It's so bad. I uh, forgot the one. I forgot what the ones this time. But, like, they were all. Like, they were all. Uh, I, I imagine the script is just, like, says Tyrese things. <laughs> like, they, like, they're just like, we'll just. Well, it was best. The, the best part of it was that he recaps how stupid the series has been. <laughs> He's like, first, can you imagine the things we've been fighting? Do we want to talk about this? I mean, <laughs> so, on an airplane, uh, dropping from, uh, yeah, from, uh, from ships. God, I don't even want to talk about the submarine. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my God. Neither do we. No. <laughs> None of us do. No and one then, wants to talk about that. And then it shows them like using duct tape on their makeshift spacesuits. He's like, are we really using duct tape? He's like, don't worry about it. It's like, okay, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so that should just stupid. be what they named the series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fast, so fast stupid. Science. Well, and you know they're gonna, you know there's gonna be. So there's only two more. There's Fast and Furious Nine. There's Fast and Furious Ten, which I think they filmed together, but I could be wrong. Um, but I don't think they did. Those there's only there's those two left, and then that series is over. But you know there's a Hobbs and Shaw spinoff, and I think there's gonna be other spinoffs, but I'm not sure. Is there gonna be any more of that? Because I thought I heard there's not. Okay, you might be right. I thought they were. I mean, you would think there would be, but but man, Dwayne Johnson's schedule is packed full, and I didn't see any Hobbs and Shaw on there. Well, I thought they were going to keep doing uh, the Hobbs. That and was Shaw the one. plan, and, and I thought it did well. So I don't know why oh, they it wouldn't. definitely did well. Do what? It definitely did well. Yeah, Hobbs I thought so Shaw. too. I'm not sure why it doesn't show that, but yeah, it doesn't show any on his IMDb coming out. Hmm. Or even in production, or even in thought. Uh, I'm gonna check Jason Statham's because I feel like, yeah, he doesn't have anything either. That's weird because yeah. that one did well. I, th- I th- honestly, I think Dwayne Johnson's just too full, and I think he hates Vin Diesel so much he just doesn't want to do anything with it. Well, but he's the, <laughs> that's why he got his own spinoff, so he doesn't have to be around Vin Diesel. I thought. Yeah. All right. Man, that was such a good cast too, dude. For Hobbs and Shaw, Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, Idris Elba, uh, Vanessa Kirby, who I've been watching on The Crown recently, and she's really good. Helen Mirren, Isa Gonzalez, she's fan. Eddie Marzin. Yeah, yeah. Vanessa Kirby is my favorite right now. She's fantastic. She is good. Uh, yeah. Yes, but but uh, this has nothing to do with our news. But mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson is does show on IMDb. That he's scheduled to make uh, Big Trouble in Little China. So, yay! Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, how do you make that? In yeah, PC days. I don't know how you do that because that is a wildly racist movie. That, it's, the it's, title's already racist. Big Trouble in Little China. No, I don't think so. Little China just is just kidding. like a part of. Uh, yeah. Kidding. God, I. That's a joke. God. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's. I don't know what's gonna happen. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh well, I'm excited, but yeah, that was a wildly racist movie. So yeah. I don't know how you do it yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's go into some better news. Uh, the Nevers came out okay. uh, on HBO Max. What'd you think? Uh, it was good. It was good. Uh, you know, Joss. I mean, you know, forgetting that Joss Whedon's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and everything that he has going. The cast and crew, the producers, the network, everybody worked hard and didn't know about Joss. So, you know, for, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to judge it on it, not Joss. Uh, and it was good. Uh, Joss Whedon, for all his problems, makes good stuff. He just typically does uh, 
He has no budget. He never had. He didn't have a budget for uh, uh, Firefly. He didn't have a budget for Buffy. Buffy. He didn't have a Buffy. But he had a little bit of a budget for Dollhouse, and that was pretty good. Yeah. Um. And and all his things have been really good. Obviously, the Avengers was fantastic. He got a budget. Uh, look what he did. So yeah, I, I he makes good things, and this one had a budget. And at first, I didn't like the whole Victorian time period. I was like, oh, that. Why though? Why that's, does it need to be then? But that's kind of <laughs> on you. I mean, you saw the the previews. You knew it was going to be that. Yeah. No. 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 I know. I just. I guess I meant that's what made me not want to see it to begin with. Was like I'm just not interested in that time period. So I, I I wasn't too interested going into it. But then I watched it and I'm like, oh, all right, this is kind of fun. Makes sense. Okay. And then uh, it has some things happen towards the end where like, well, that was damned interesting. So uh, yeah, I, I I like where it's going so far. It could be a lot of fun. Okay. And uh, you know it's HBO Max. They haven't done bad things, and they still haven't. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's true. They've done good stuff, uh, and it and it debuted to the best HBO Max ratings uh, ever. It's gonna do well if if you know my my only worry had been being an all female hero cast. You know, where they're gonna be people that didn't watch it for dumb reasons. But yeah. uh, uh, but no, it, yeah, it did really well. So it, anybody who saw it is almost assuredly gonna watch episode two. Yeah, uh, 1.4 million viewers, and it matched the overall premiere viewership of Left Lovecraft Country. So okay, yeah, it, uh, all right. Um, how many episodes are you in? I mean, there's only one. So uh, oh, like the one next now? one, actually, the the newest one comes out. I think Sunday. Okay, um, I might wait till there's three and watch them and binge it. That was my thought at first, but I gave in and watched it, and it was worth it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, then I guess I'll probably try and give that a. I'll try and give that a go. Yep. All right. Uh, next we have. Oh my God! I don't know why. They keep trying to make me care about Indiana Jones Five, and I don't want to. After the last one was so it so 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 bad. Um, the last one. <laughs> yeah. The, which one did you like? I like Last Crusade was good. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which one was the... Oh, no, the last one had the A-bomb, didn't it? Yeah, that's Kingdom of the Crystal School. That was Indiana yeah. Jones oh, 4. My God. Oh, that, that's is... the one that was terrible. I like all the other ones. I even like Temple of Doom. I think Temple of Doom actually has a lot of good stuff in it. But for some reason, uh, the better Indiana Joneses always have Nazis and have Christian mythology to it. And so... They just do. Last Crusade and Raiders of the Lost Ark, they just they're the better ones, but Temple of Doom is still solid. Even despite the Big Bang conundrum <laughs> of Indy One? The Big Bang conundrum. Oh, oh about he, how he's not necessary? Yeah. Yeah, he's I don't completely care. unnecessary. Yeah. I don't, I don't uh, you know care. what? Yeah, I don't I, I love the first one too. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah, get hell for that. But, but that was one of the amazing. funniest things. Yeah. That I heard. Yeah. <laughs> that he's not necessary. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> But so they keep trying to. So there's only three people cast. Of course, Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Although he needs to kind of hand off the. Man. You know what? He's he's past that time period where it's interesting. Like he's starting to get into the 50s. I mean, I guess the 50s could be okay, but like the 60s and 70s, I don't want to see an Indiana Jones in the 60s and 70s. And at some point, you don't need. An, I mean, you can't have a present day Indiana Jones. I think they just need to reboot it with someone else playing Harrison Ford. You know what? Get that kid that played Solo. To do it, I thought he did a fine job in that, and I he, they they kind of owe him after they really that do. shit show. Uh, they really do, and, and I totally agree. I think that Indiana Jones would be a really fun 
<clears throat> remake. You know, I, I, I normally don't a remake. So I'm like, invent something more in- more interesting and do something different. You know, but uh, but indie, I would really like to see indie redone. Be- but I think even more importantly, it needs to take place earlier. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see an Indiana Jones set in the 70s. You know? Um, in the 70s? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, in- that- what do you mean earlier? It takes place in like the 40s. 40s and 50s. Uh, no, the newer episodes of uh, of Indy. What are the new movie? Of Indy? Is it the 40s? Well, the original, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, I think it, it takes place, and it would be the 40s because the Nazis are around. So it would, it would be, be right. There would be around so, World War Two, and I think the most recent one. I guess that would be 70s-ish. Nope, or 80s. It, it wouldn't be 80s because it the. It, he's it, old. The, he's old. I know, but like, uh, what's his name? Uh, his son in the movie. What's his name? The... Yeah, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. He's like a greaser kind of guy, which is which would have been around maybe in the fifties, so maybe late fifties, possibly early sixties. Um, so they're trying to say that he's only fifteen years older, dude. And Crystal Skull than he was in the first movie. There are so many things wrong with that movie, and that's what you're going to focus on. I mean, it's, that's so it's bad. Terrible. But let's get back to let's get back to this one. Yeah, so fine. this one, fine. the only three people they've cast Harrison Ford, and then they cast Phoebe Waller Bridge, who I I love. She was great in um, the Solo Fleabag. movie. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Fleabag is so fantastic. I didn't realize there were only two seasons, but she's she's fantastic. And then the, it's like they're like, all right, we really want to make Dan and Andy happy. Uh, we'll put Mads Mikkelsen in. Like, God, uh, okay. I know, I know. You're making me want to watch this. It's, if they put it in Olivia Coleman, I'm in. I have to go. Yeah, it's pretty frustrating. Uh, I, did, I did not remember Phoebe Waller-Bridge being in Star Wars, though, but now I realize she's she was just the voice of, yeah. of the android. I, I, I blocked that from my memory. I, I really don't even remember what it sounds like. You know, <laughs> go back and watch that movie again. It's good. It's a good movie. I wish it, it deserves a sequel. Like, all the things were set up, it should have a sequel. They need to just say, you know what? We're just going to do it. Like, it was stupid how things got messed up last time. Just with, like, what was it? Lord and Taylor got pulled of it. Is that who did that movie? <laughs> Lord, uh, Lord and Miller? Lord Miller. <laughs> Who's They're Lord? out of the department store, Dan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Lord and Miller originally had it, and then Ron Howard came in to kind of finish it um, because the studio said it was too jokey. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't. I, the problem is I don't know where they differentiated on the parts Look, for this, but they've yeah. got, they've got so many good things set up. Uh, Alden Einrich, I thought he did a, I thought he did a good job as Han Solo. Um, Amelia Clark is, of course, fantastic. Donald Glover is Lando Calrissian. Damn right. Um, you know, you lost... Uh, oh, and Aaron Kellyman, who is in Falcon Winter Soldier and doing a great job. I forgot she was in it. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. I feel like they should they should go back and redo that. Or not redo it, but just keep, keep going with the story. Sure. And I can see why the studio would have said... We don't want this being a flat-out comedy because Star Wars wasn't. We wanted to take itself seriously, but then have some funny parts in it. Yeah. And I could see that, but that just seems like something you clarify at the beginning of production, yeah. not three quarters of the way through the movie being made. Yeah, <laughs> and then yank and switch producers to the whole new or directors to the whole new vision. That that was asinine. Yeah, um, and, and it cost them dearly. Um, 
So yeah, but uh, but it's now some more depressing news. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, go for it. Ellen McCrory died. Yeah, yeah, she, the uh, the aunt from uh, uh, Peaky Blinders, who's so fantastic. She was also uh, uh, she was also uh, Narcissa Potter. Malfoy. Yeah, in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, she's a, she's a fantastic actress and uh, uh, young, young, only fifty two. Uh, so yeah, awful to awful to see that. Damien Luce's wife, poor dude. Uh, I didn't really left a, a widower as well. Yeah, from uh, most people know from uh, uh, Band of Brothers, uh, and and Billions, and uh, anyway, yeah, terrible. And Homeland. God, he's done a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize how much that guy's done uh, until I started saying it. But yeah, so uh, man, yeah, terrible news. That's all. Uh, don't want to bum everybody out on Friday though. So let's talk about something astounding here. Okay. Uh, Lord of the Lord of the Rings, Amazon's budget is a four hundred and sixty-five million dollars for season one. What do you think about this for season one? Do yeah. you think this is too little or too much? Um, well, it all depends on what the return on investment is. Um, if it's if it's as epic as they're making out to be, although it, my God, they're taking a long time with it. I mean, yeah, d- decades. Uh, <laughs> not really, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's almost as long as the Walking Mortimer. Uh, but Go to yeah, it's uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Marvel must be dropping a hundred million dollars an episode. Nah, it can't be that much. What would you think? What, what do you think Marvel's at? Uh, I bet it's about. I bet it's pretty close to. Uh, I bet it's it's got to be seventy five million an episode. Yeah. yeah, and that's only six episodes. So yeah, maybe this is this will be on that same scale. I would think, but I I got to tell you for. For, because there's, I think I saw there's eight episodes in season one for Lord of the Rings. Uh, that means there's gonna be a lot of walking. <laughs> yeah. Because, because I mean, you've seen even Fal- even Marvel for Falcon and Winter Soldier, really heavy action on the first two. Uh, there was some more action than normal in the this one. Well, actually, no, there wasn't. Uh, so for the next three, yeah, just uh, some action, but nowhere near as much as the first two. Um, so we'll see how Lord of the Rings can pull it off with that kind of budget and and how much spectacle they can have but uh you know once you build out the uh the anim the animation or the cgi of everything uh they'll be able to use it for every season yeah just keep the cost down later yeah and you know what there's there's only there's eight episodes set for the first season um so that's not i mean if you budget if you pace that out that's 465 million is not really a ton i mean and it's It'll be the second or the most expensive series ever made. You think so? I wonder. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier is right now. WandaVision's like number two. So, yeah, they're they're spending movie budgets but on I mean, these shows. That's, fi- that's only that's that's fifty eight million an episode. Dude, that's like a big budget blockbuster movie can cost a hundred and twelve million. Yeah, I know, but like we were just saying, made. how much do you think Falcon Winter Soldier is costing? Probably. I would say probably about the same. I'd say it's probably around three hundred. Because for uh, there's no way they spend that much per episode. They're not they're not spending three big blockbuster movies worth. I'd say it's equal to one blockbuster movie because they've 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 paced it out with like a lot of people in rooms talking throughout the series on purpose. All right. So but, what but, what movie would you say uh, is equivalent? Like. Like, I mean, I mean, Winter Soldier, Falcon, Winter Soldier. Yeah, no, no. What movie would you say is equivalent to what Falcon, Winter Soldier is? I mean, I meant. I'm sorry. I meant to say, uh, uh, what was it? Captain America, Winter Soldier. Okay. 
Alright, so let's see how much they spent uh, on that. So, cost of $170 million is what Captain America Winter Soldier cost. So you think they spent... Yeah, I, bet, I bet it's double. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's not very far off from this one. 340. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to know. Uh, yeah, it's really not that far off. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to know what these are at. I'm actually curious to look into these. What's crazy about this, what's, what's better for Lord of the Rings is you know there's multiple seasons coming. Like, what they're spending on the Marvel series, like, they're six episodes and done. Like, they're not getting to reuse the sets, reuse the things to recoup cost for the second season. Like, you know, redoing the, the costumes, things like that. They're they're pushing everything forward, and then it's like a whole new movie coming coming out again. So, yeah, that's kind of crazy. I mean, even, you know, HBO shows, like, they typically know that they're going to be doing multiple seasons, and they can amortize out some of these huge costs that they have to put up season one. So, yeah, it's... it's yeah, Marvel spent a lot, but but Lord of the Rings. So yeah, 150 is, million is, is what Falcon years. Winter Soldier is costing. Yeah, this is oh how much? 150 million. Wow, That's, that seems low for what what they're putting out on the screen. Well, there's a lot less effects yeah. than there are that they're having to do CGI for the for for the movie. There's yeah, a, you know, but anytime anytime Falcon fl- like flies, it gets pricey. But I mean, think about the uh, yeah. Think think about the uh, that was it the Triskelion where the big uh, airships or whatever are all blowing up and falling down. Yeah, I mean that's money. <laughs> that is a lot of money True. on that whole finale sequence. So that's that's not in Falcon Winter Soldier. So the most expensive part I've seen so far is the helicopter fight. Yeah, which that was awesome. looked like it cost a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. So. Uh... Hank Azaria, who is we, we're both big fans of, um, did the voice of Apu uh, on Simpsons, and there was some backlash about how it's kind of a broad generalization, kind of a little uh, racist version of an Indian person. And so, uh, I was listening to him. You you told me about it on Dax Shepard's show, and he was kind of like, "Yeah, I took you know when they said that, I was like, I'm gonna take some time and kind of think about it, you know, read." Just kind of like do some investigating into it, and uh, and he he stepped down and he's like, yeah, it's kind of. He said it's uh, it's whitewashing and kind of stereotyping. He's like, uh, I just the quote from him is, I was speaking at my son's school. I was talking to the Indian kids there because I wanted to get their input. Uh, a seventeen-year-old, he's never even seen The Simpsons, but know what a poo means. It's practically a slur at this point. All he knows is that is how his people are thought of and represented to many people in this country. So he's like, I wish I could apologize to every Indian person. Um, and, yeah, uh, it's that quote is actually taken from the uh, Dax Shepard podcast he mm-hmm. was on. And, and uh, he he boils it down to a simple thing, you know, where he says because he because he makes a comment, you know, if there are people that make uh, Jewish, you know, uh, I would say caricatures. Yeah. And he goes, and he goes, and that, so I'd never thought about anything because that didn't bother me. And they're like, yeah. And then the way they describe it is, yeah, but there's, there's hundreds of examples of, of good, quote unquote, good Jews, yeah. <laughs> you know, good Jewish people leading normal, normal lives. And, and they're like, there's no other examples of Indian people on television at the time. So mm-hmm. the only one on television was a stereotype, yeah. which, I mean, until recently, you could almost argue the same for Texans, to be totally honest with you. But, uh, you know, they're only, you know, everyone that would move to my high school, I remember, get there in high school from from big cities going, oh, I thought you all had horses. Yeah. 
pets and yeah. i'm like jesus christ really yeah. like <laughs> you know you know still and they're like yeah it's the only thing we see on cinema on tvs movies anytime they show texas guy's got dip spit in his mouth and a cowboy hat on and he's got a horse and you're like oh wow third third and seven largest metroplexes but yeah apu you know he, he really apologized and then the big thing for him was he took a solid year to to respond to it mm-hmm. so like they, they they called him out for that and he's like wow so instead of he's like i avoided the urge to twitter respond and defend myself and that was the hardest part and he goes and i and i took a he took almost 15 months to research decide what he's doing if it was right if it was wrong why it was wrong and what the difference is so we could speak about it intelligently and good for him yeah because nobody nobody does that no yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah everyone's so out. quick to just jump to twitter and send out either defend or apologize for it and he wanted to research it and really look into it and good for him uh he was also on there to promote his new podcast which is uh, as Brockmire, uh, which is a show oh, we love, and I don't. Did so you listen fantastic. to it yet? It's him talking to Charles Barkley, who. Yeah, I haven't got to finish the first episode yet, but it's oh. the first fifteen minutes already has been fantastic. Charles Barkley, is, like, is almost a character. Like, he is. He, he, like, he almost seems like that person can't exist in in real life, but he's fantastic. So those two talking to each other was so good, and so I'm interested. Um, I think he's got Dan Patrick coming on at some point. Um, you better have Joe Buck. Yeah, I know. I they have does. to have Joe Buck. Yeah, that's I. T- one of my friends who I I convinced to start watching Brock Meyer. Uh, I told her about the podcast, and she started listening. She was like, "Oh my god, I never knew how much I liked Charles Barkley." And she goes, "You better have Joe Buck on." That was one of the first things. It's like, yeah. Uh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. It, that would it, it would be even better if he has Joe Buck play the character of Joe Buck from. John uh, from Brockmire, yeah. where he just plays himself as an as an ass yeah. the whole thing. I mean, that would be that would be fantastic. Yeah, because, yeah, that, that was he did the best. Uh, what would you say? Character of himself I've ever seen, where he was just yeah, it, yeah. it was hilarious. I hope Bob Bob Costas comes on too. I, I just I, yeah, I I can't oh, get yeah, enough of yeah. Brockmire. I can't get enough of it. So yeah, the more the barrier, the merrier. So uh, yep. let's move on. Our next one. So. Uh, the indie theater Arclight Theaters is closing for good. Um, it's not a big movie chain, but I liked Arclight because there's one in Chicago, um, and you go to it because they play movies that are hard to find. Like there's a lot of, we've talked about it where there's these movies that'll come out for the Oscars or something. Like it came out in like one theater. So how are we supposed to? How are we supposed to enjoy? Like I like watching all the movies before the Oscars come out, so I know how wrong they are and. It's hard to walk, get to some of the uh, the theaters. I remember I had to go watch. Uh, it was the only place I could find Whiplash when that came out, and uh, so that's oh, yeah. that's a bummer. That uh, there's 18 ArcLight Pacific theaters, um, and they only represented about one percent of the North American box office gross. But yeah, they're going to close. I I saw something else today that someone could buy them, but it still seems it's not really much to report on. I don't think yet. So. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, that really is. That really is. Um, yeah, you know, there's going to be more. I hate to say it, but there's going to be more because a lot of them that survived last year somehow, they're not going to survive this year. Yeah. There's a few blockbusters coming out, but not enough to make up for everything else. You know what I mean? They they would need three Fast and the Furious movies dropped this year and four to five Marvel movies. 
Well, I mean, that's you the think only way they'd make them anyway. They're getting. I mean, if you look at the the slate of movies that are coming out this summer, uh, there's gonna. I mean, you're gonna get. You're gonna get a. Uh, let me see. Let me go to. We'll start with May. We'll start with next month. Things that are coming out. So, Wrath of Man, which is a Guy Ritchie movie, that could be okay. I don't know. That probably won't get too much. Um, but you've got. Do do do. Cruella. You got three which, Marvel movies and a Sony. You got Cruella and A Quiet Place Part Two are both coming out. That'll help because that—I mean—that's kids and uh, adults. This is the problem with that, though. Like you would be right. Normally, like what's coming out this year is huge. Mm-hmm. There's so much that got moved from last year this year, plus what was scheduled for this year. But the problem is, like Black Widow, Cruella, already you can also get it home same day. Yeah. So that's going to cut by at least. I mean, uh, Godzilla did 50% of what they thought it would, and, and Kong. Still huge, but 50% of what they thought it would, because they thought this is going to be the first one in forever. Everyone's going to rush out to the theaters and see it. And they did, compared to everything else. But so many people watched it at home for free, or just for buying HBO Max for the month. So uh, I, I'm scared Marvel's going to do the same thing, because they already did it for Black Widow. I guarantee you they're going to do it for the other Marvel, Marvel movies. Yeah, you know what? I'm kinda, you say? And I'm kind of okay with that. Um, I, I still want to go to the theater because I like going to the theater and seeing movies. But when it's when it's big movies like that, I almost I wish I could see it with a big group of people. But people are asshats. And they can't, they don't know how yeah. to behave. At, and I think it's worse in Chicago, man. I mean, people are on their phones and just well, talking and just, I don't know. So I try to go see those movies like midday on a... Like, like not midday, but, like, Friday at, like, 3 o'clock. I try to go see those. So there's not as many people there. And the people that are sure. there, you know, they, they go on the first day. They're they're into the movie. They're, you know, it's not it's not just something they're trying to pass the time. So usually a little bit quieter, but... Yeah, like it's, just, it it's just for the movie theaters that I feel bad. Yeah. It's the, how they're going to survive this, I, I don't know. I, I hope they do. But I think a bunch are going to probably go under because I don't see them getting as much relief from the government. Uh, the government's going to help people more. Um, God, we just saw this New York thing that's insane. Uh, but uh, but as far as companies and businesses, I don't know that they're going to do what they did again. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. uh, I, I could see them not making it. I think the big three will will survive. AMC, Cinemark, and Regal. I think the, I mean they'll be all right. But like a lot yeah, of the they might shut ones. some down. Yeah, yeah, they might shut some. But that's my biggest concern. Like, there's, there's one in my neighborhood called the Logan Theater that I love. It's about, it's a little less than a mile walk from me, and I love. I'll just I put in headphones, listen to a podcast, audiobook, something, and I'll just walk down there. Uh, then I go see a movie, and then on the way back, might stop at Hopewell, get a beer, and then uh, head home. And it's delightful. I miss it so much. Uh, so yeah, I'm hoping it stays open. I love that theater. I love that little one. There's the Davis, which I, one here that just opened up. I love the little theaters in Chicago. It's it's Alamo Drafthouse was that for me, and it's gone. That it sucks. might be coming back, but yeah. I hope it does. That's Alamo Drafthouse knew how to do things right. Those were fantastic. It did. It was the best of all those. Yeah. Um, all right. So the next one, this is a weird one. Uh, so Universal has been trying to get their dark universe uh, off the ground, which... Uh, it started with Dracula, Dracula Untold, and then they had The Invisible Man, and I think they were going to try and do 
did they do the Wolfman one? Okay. I don't yeah, remember if they did. Yeah, the Wolfman one's coming. Okay. Yeah. So they're trying to, uh, because everything now is about if can you have a combined universe with whatever IP you can get your hands on. Uh, yeah, that's right. Wolfman with Ryan Gosling in it. Uh, and then a James Wan produced Van Helsing movie. So, ugh. okay. Um, but they're going to do a Renfield movie. Renfield uh, and Bram Stoker's was the he was his helper. He was uh, Dracula's basically his his servant, uh, and he would feed on him and stuff like that. So it's going to be a, a it's going to be a story about that. Okay. Um, the director is Chris McKay. Who is coming off the Tomorrow War, which ha- is set to come out? But man, I, you and I both said we're not sure if that's going to be very good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm actually kind of excited about it. It's uh, yeah, because I mean Robert Kirk, Kirkman wrote the original mm-hmm. story, and that's what it's based off of. Um, yeah. And I like him. He he knows story really. He well. writes good stuff. He does. Yeah. It- yeah, I, I really liked, I'll tell you, that Outcast. We, we know Walking Dead spawned too much TV, and Invincible has been fantastic so it far. So, yeah, I'm, I'm more than excited to see what he's come up with for this. Because it's an interesting character that could be really cool if done right, and, and as far as I know, it's never been done. Yeah, I, I don't know anyone that's focused on that. The, the closest I think it's, it's they focused on Renfield is uh, in Dracula, Dead and Loving It, the Leslie Nielsen uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, I'm, so, I'm so happy just to hear those words again. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it was going to be directed by Dexter Fletcher, who I like. Uh, he's a, well, as an actor, I, mean, I don't know if I've seen any of his, I don't think I've actually seen any of his directoring movies, any of the movies he's directed. Uh, oh, no, he did Wild Bill. That was an all right movie. That was okay. Um, but then he left and now Chris McKay is coming out but I, yeah I don't know I don't know much about Chris McKay we'll see what this tomorrow war but not looking great I don't know you go ahead and guinea pig it for me if you want to yeah I'll do it why not uh, so the next thing is Ch- they're gonna Netflix for 30 days is gonna have a Chadwick Boseman documentary um, and I was I, I'm glad there, someone's gonna be able to tell his story and having it only for 30 days seems like it's not opportunistic because I was that's one thing is it's yeah sometimes you the streaming service or whoever will do things that are opportunistic and like ah it, it feels kind of gross it. yeah yeah let's monetize a tragedy yeah. Yeah. like ladder 49 ugh I never saw that ugh it came out right after 9-11 like so soon after it's like they got excited and quick produced it ugh, ugh. yeah I don't like gross. that gross um yeah. But yeah, so I'll watch that. It's it's up for thirty days, so there's some. Uh, unlike a lot of things that are on my Netflix, where I like I just add it to my list and then never watch it. Uh, this one I have a finite amount of time, so uh, and I, I I think he'll. From what I I mean, just from what I've heard from other people talking about him, it seems like a really solid dude, and he was a good actor. So I'm interested to see that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, I agree. Uh... Much like Mads Mikkelsen, though, we get uh, an addition to a TV show that makes me excited. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Russian Doll Season 2 adds Charlton Copley, and I, he can't get enough work, in my opinion. I agree. Um, 
That said, I still haven't seen season one, so, and I know I have to. I keep getting yelled at for that. Yeah, but uh, this makes me want to watch even more. Him and Annie Murphy, and I'll be interested to see how Annie Murphy does in a non-comedic role. Uh, she was amazing in Schitt's Creek as, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> as the daughter, but uh, yeah. I'll be interested to see how that how she does this. And I like I, I I like a good anthology where people can the actors can be mixed up, the story can be mixed up. Um, I like that so. Yeah, I, I do have to get Russian Doll to try. I like Natasha Leone. Uh, I think she can be, I think she can be good. So, yeah, I might, uh, I might have to check him. And the next thing on the list, ah, this could be kind of good. I don't know. So David Beckham's going to start a Disney Plus series called Save Our Squad, um, and it's about he's going to go to be returning to East London football pitches where he played as a child. He will mentor uh, a young grassroots side. Who are struggling to survive in the league? Um, that could be that could be good. I don't really. I mean, I don't know anything about. I, 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 like, I know he's a really good soccer player and a model, but I really don't know. I, I've never. I don't know if I've ever heard the guy talk. I don't really know much about him. But if you like soccer, uh, it could be good, and especially for people with kids like you, um, soccer is like that's the sport right now for kids. So, I don't know. Could be good. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And and Disney loves the feel good stuff. They just I never saw it, but people were saying it was hilarious and funny. But uh, they just had one where Kristen Bell was the uh, would go to high school reunions mm-hmm. uh, where people had been in a, in theater and done like a play, you know, in, in their senior year of high school. Yeah. And she would have the same people 20 years later go back and try to do the play. And they're all overweight and normal people. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, and everybody said it was pretty hilarious. It was like people that watched it loved it. So I, I didn't see it, but uh, it actually sounds pretty, pretty funny. I thought that it was odd. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't really pique my interest. I, I could see it being funny, but uh, yeah. And anything, yeah. anything with uh, Kristen Bell is I'm, I'm for. She's just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, all right, the next thing. This is it. So Amazon Prime Video is going to start a podcast about the making of the Boy season two. Um, it's going to be eight episodes and, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's free on Apple podcasts, uh, Amazon music, Spotify and other stuff. And it's going to have, uh, Carl Urban, Jack Quaid, Anthony Starr, like all the cast. Um, and, and like a lot of the crew, Aya Cash is going to be on there. Um, and it's got some of the, some of the, uh, the studio people, uh, like designers and stuff like the clothes designers and uh, special effects supervisors so that could be kind of a cool it's eight episodes so it, you know it's it's not something you have to tune into all the time but could be really good yeah anything uh, yeah anything would be better they had they tried like an after show last year and uh after the boys and um well no that was boys season two right what yeah, the boys we just saw was boys season two. Yeah, you you mean they're going to do this after for boys season three? Uh, it looks like they're doing it. A making of. Uh, they're doing oh, okay. Yeah, a podcast series Goodness. about the making of the boys season two. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So they did an after show with Aisha Tyler. She yeah. was the uh, the host, and it was so bad. Yeah. It was bad, but it had all of them on it. Uh, they like they all came for it, and they well, you know, it was Zoom, of course, because COVID. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, she had each of them on a screen. But uh, it was, yeah, it just wasn't good, and, and you know, they didn't. 
they all just seemed so shocked about the players, about the characters they played still that they were like distancing themselves from like how evil, you know, it all was. And just like, Ooh, we did that. Like in a weird way, like it wasn't as fun as it could have been. Uh, especially Homelander. <laughs> He's like such a nice guy Yeah. <laughs> in real life. Like it was weird to see him, you know, a uh, star. I forgot his first name. Anthony. Um, Anthony star. Yeah. Yeah. He asked me to uh, call him so, Tony. Yeah. What's that? He asked me to call him Tony though. <clears throat> did he yeah i bet uh <laughs> so yeah anyway uh I may, yeah the podcast would probably be better um but i and aisha tyler part of the problem was like she was having so much trouble getting them to engage yeah uh that she would like say something like over the line and like everyone's like whoa whoa like you know yeah uh, like like i'd get raped by homelander like something like that Oof. where you're like whoa that's yeah. too far too yeah. far not funny anymore you know and, and so like and it would really it would be cringeworthy like that and they'd all <laughs> Ooh, and you know, and so you're like, ah, it just didn't work out yeah. at all. And I think it was the beginning of Zoom. That's, Remember, yeah, that's like tough. Early on. That's tough for anyone. I like Aisha Tyler. Um, that's just a I tough. Do too. That's just a tough yeah. job to have. That, especially since yeah. they probably set it up for having him on the couch, kind of like a uh, Talking Dead kind of show. Um, yeah, and I feel exactly like, what it was. I feel like Aisha Tyler's the new um, Chris Hardwick. Like they just she they pull is, her for any of the nerdum. Like conversations and stuff. You know what? It needs to be Vet Nicole Brown is what it needs to be. <laughs> mm. I do like her. We just we just need more of her because yeah. she was fantastic. She filled in for uh, for Chris Hardwick for the Talking Dead the yeah. last season, and she was phenomenal. That's a shame what happened to that guy. Yeah, it really is. He really, boy, he really got screwed. And people dumped him immediately before finding out. Like, oh no, it was just a. Like, yeah. turns out it was just oh, she was just some crazy ex girlfriend saying stuff. Yeah, and he did have her on and, and thank her, you know, because she's still, still, when she's on there, she'll say, "This isn't my show. This is his show." She's like, "Yeah, I'm just filling in while he goes through this," you know. And they're like, "Oh, that's nice that she could easily say it's my show now," you yeah. know. And, and uh, they're, they're friends. I own it. Outside podcast, do what? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, I was gonna say they're friends outside the podcast, but she told a story on there about. Uh, being in, uh, they went to go see Endgame together, uh, her and a bunch of friends, and uh, she's in that scene where she's in the elevator with somebody, I forget who, Captain yeah. America, I think. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, oh my god, you're in it. She goes, oh my god, I forgot. Because <laughs> 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 she had, she had, because remember, they filmed it at the same time as Infinity War. Yeah. And they, and she goes, Oh, I thought that was for Infinity War, and they cut my scene. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I thought that was so funny. Sorry, she's yeah, she's the greatest. Yeah. Anyway, all right. All right. Uh, the next thing coming up is Showtime orders a public domain anthology series called Cinema Toast from Jeff Baina and the Duplass <laughs> Brothers. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Cinema Toast. Um, so it's described as a postmodernist reinvention of older movies that turns pre-existing imagery from the public domain on its head to tell brand new unique stories. So basically Showtime's like, look, we don't have any IP. We'll just go public domain. Uh, so, I mean, why not? Uh, but the the voice, the voice actors they got is pretty impressive. Allison Brie, Nick Offerman, Fred Armisen, John Early, Christina Ricci, Megan Mullally. Um... Uh, Chloe Feynman, I don't know. Chris Milani, who is vastly underrated. Um, and then some of the directors are going to be Baina, uh, Jay Duplass. Aubrey Plaza is going to direct one. So that's pretty interesting. I'd like to see what she does with the uh, They're friends. Directing. That makes sense. Yeah. 
So um, they're in that movie together too, which I still haven't seen, and I uh, want to. Oh, uh, the time travel one. Yeah, 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 it's good. It's I mean, it's it's not amazing, but it's good. But it's it's Mark Duplass, Aubrey Plaza, and Jake jo- Johnson, Johansson, Jake Johansson, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jake Johnson. Jake yeah, Johnson. It's, it's, you know, that's the like. Oh, sorry. I was just say speaking to this show and, and speaking to that movie. You know, uh, Mark Duplass is on on an interview and he was just very honest he's like look i figured out i have my niche i'm really good at making 30 million dollar movies like most people can't make a movie for 30 million dollars i can he's like i can make good character pieces uh for 30 million dollars and i'm never gonna get the 200 million dollar movie <laughs> he's like I, they're, they're just not gonna give that to me so he's like so i decided i'm gonna make tv shows and movies that are in the actually i think he said like 15 to 30 million dollar range and he's like and i can pump out you know, five of those every couple of years and, uh, you know, scripts and then get, and then get to working on shooting them. And I enjoy it. He's like, I thoroughly enjoy it. And, uh, you know, so that's just what I'm going to keep doing. And it sounds like, and cause that apartment 409 was his anthology that just wrapped up for HBO and mm-hmm. people loved it. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, I could see this, this kind of makes sense for the Duplass brothers to do. Yeah. Uh, so the movie he did, they did was called safety, not guaranteed. Yep, yep, that's yeah. right. <laughs> it, it got a seven on an IMDb. That's, uh, I mean, that's probably fair. It's solid. A seven, nothing wrong with a seven. A seven is a no, solid no, I'm, movie. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's worth seeing. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, all right, and this this one sounds the cinema toast sounds interesting. I'll wait to kind of see more of it to see kind of what, what they release. But uh, I'm intrigued. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and between him and his wife, they've worked with every major actor and actress. They'll all do stuff for them. Yeah, <laughs> so I can see them being able to pull great talent for that stuff. Good point. Uh, and the last thing on the list is something I'm intrigued. So NBC is going to revive College Bowl. It's a quiz show for college students, and it's going to be hosted by Peyton Manning uh, with his brother Cooper as his assistant. And uh, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I like Peyton Manning. I, I don't know if you've seen that Peyton's Places on ESPN Plus. Um, it's, yes. It's really the only thing that's worth... I don't know. they got a few things on there. I like those... Uh, uh, the spotlight ones where they'd have him break down tape or Kobe break down tape or Daniel Cormier. But uh, I like Peyton Manning. Uh, he's a funny guy. And so uh, uh, this is... That sounds interesting. Uh, participating schools, Alabama, Auburn, Columbia, University of Michigan. So, yeah, they got a, they got quite a few in there. That sounds interesting. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I got for this week. All right. Yeah, sounds like they, uh, I, I want to say, sounds like they uh, fast-tracked this show after the uh, Aaron Rodgers Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Have you been seeing any of that? Yeah. And, and people are like, oh, he's so great. He's so great. He's not. He's pretty He's pretty dull. Oh, God. He's pretty... No, I don't ever want to hear that man speak. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> he puts he's me to just... sleep. Yeah, he's bad at talking. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, just uh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. He sounds cavemanish when, yeah. when he speaks. It's not great. It's, I like I liked Ken Jennings when he hosted. I thought he did a good job. Um, I wouldn't be Levar bad. Burton. Levar Burton. That's why. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people want Levar Burton. I'm fine with Levar Burton too. I don't. I'm not too. Why? He just seems too perfect. Levar Burton. I liked Ken Jennings. Yeah. The first guy. The guy. Oh, not the first guy. Um, the guy that like had the longest streak I think ever on Jeopardy was Ken Jennings. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, 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 he was pretty good. He and I saw him host. I thought he did a good job. And uh, yeah, I, and I think he was the first Racist. one to host after. 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. All right. No, you know what it is. Everyone's just. Uh, I think everybody just feels for the fact that Lavar Le- Burton did not make that much money back in Star Star Trek. So. Uh, oh really? Uh, that they, they. I don't think he made as much as Ken Jennings made off Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, oh, that sucks. Uh, I know, right? Well, so yeah, I, I think he's got that reading was... rainbow money. I used to watch Reading Rainbow all the time when I was a kid. Yeah, there was no money for that PBS show. Butterfly <laughs> in the sky. I can fly <laughs> twice as high. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, a, that's a great way to end the show is uh, making everybody have to suffer through that. All, all none of our listeners have to listen to me sing. So, <laughs> Well, uh, there, there's a chance he could still make it into Picard Season 3. So uh, maybe he'll make some money after all. All right. Well, then I cannot see him on that. So that's fine. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that wraps it up. We'll be back on Monday. I've got to. I got to finish watching Mighty Ducks and and uh, and I want to oh, watch nobody. nobody. Yeah, I was just about to. Say, I want to watch nobody. I got to watch that this weekend. I saw the first 30, 40, probably forty-five minutes, but I, I had to pass out last night. I was just so tired. Yeah. Uh, and I had my second COVID shot, so I was just feeling terrible one of those couldn't lay down but didn't want to stand up (laughs) kind of days and uh finally passed out but the first 45 minutes was a blast uh it was unexpected i don't want to say blast it was unexpected in a good way uh and so i'm looking forward to finishing it tonight okay yeah i might do that then all right all right adios everybody adios (laughs) 